Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. And then when it comes down to it, in order to not do harm while you think you're doing good, it actually requires a lot of inquiry, asking questions, humility, learning. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the High Guide Podcast, where we continue our weekly exploration of psychedelics for women. I'm your host, April Pride. You just heard from Stephanie Wang, whom we met in our final episode of 2023. Stephanie is the CEO founder of Ka, which offers a tincture and gummies with the active ingredient Kana, a non-scheduled, legal to ship and consume, plant-derived product. If you haven't listened to this first episode, I encourage you to go back and listen as Stephanie and I discuss the science of Kana and how some people are using it to live with greater heart, improve focus, as well as increase creativity and patience. We also discuss why Kana as an empathogen is the right antidote to our isolation epidemic. What's an empathogen? You're gonna have to find out in part one. So go back into the High Guide feed to find out. Today, we delve into indigenous use of Kana and where its use stands with these original keepers and how Stephanie is striving as CEO to create a transparent, inclusive supply chain and the inspiration behind Ka's brand palette that pulls from the full spectrum of colors in the rainbow. Listen on as I talk shop with the CEO of one of the most exciting consumer brands in psychedelics. But first, I am really excited to tell you about SetSet. It's a deck of cards that I designed with some partners in Toronto to tap into your inner child and create an immersive and playful trip experience. The game Set Set is all about preparing and playing with critical components that set the path of your psychedelic experience, your mindset, and your physical experience up for success. When we take psychedelics, we're often looking for an experience with a heightened sense of playfulness. A big part of the pleasure of a trip comes from reconnecting with our childhood. When we felt more carefree and it was easier to laugh and play, the set set cards give you the opportunity to experience the world freed from the adult ways we've been conditioned to receive or understand it. Each card comes with three levels of prompts. The first level requires the least amount of vulnerability and sobriety. The next two prompts get more complex or spicy, whichever level you choose. These cards are a fantastic way to break the ice and foster a sense of togetherness. You'll get to know other players in new and profound ways. Trust me, I watched this unfold as we held several teas with cards at my home. It's a journey of exploration, connection, and shared understanding. Though the cards are super cool all on their own, we have more for you of Like Minds is getting ready to launch a series of set set game nights in Seattle. Here's how it works. Sign up for our newsletter at oflikeminds.co so that you can keep up with our set set night and ticket sales. You'll need to purchase a ticket and all ticket holders will receive a gift when they arrive so that they can safely and vibrantly (laughs) enjoy game night with a fantastic facilitator that will guide the group through the game. If you're ready to embark on a journey of play and exploration, visit the Of Like Minds website to get your deck today. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on social media at oflikeminds.co to stay updated on dates for upcoming game nights. 
Like the time post my career as a film producer, it, I was sort of at the end of, because I'd started a, a, a small sort of company doing digital content strategy um, and digital marketing. And it was at the tail end of that. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, that's when I met Kana and other plant medicine. And even though I was well on my journey, I had always wanted to marry my passion and consciousness with career. And I couldn't quite find a footing until I actually encountered plant medicine. And then mm. things just kind of happened very organically. Where I am now was maybe the plants have always been working through me to guide me this way. What was your first encounter with Kana? My It wasn't actually my very first plant medicine journey was with Kana and not with any of the other plants. This was like 11 years ago now almost. And it was incredible. It, it, was, it took me by surprise entirely because it opened my heart to the point where I had, I mean, I felt felt that everything was love. I loved everyone and everything around me, but I was keenly present. I wasn't, you know, somewhere else. And it's as if a layered had been lifted in the world that I could see it for what it really was and the connective tissue that is actually made of love that connects us with the web of life and everything that is in existence. And that oneness feeling, right? That entheogenic oneness feeling that people often get with these kinds of medicines but while still being super present, right? And being, you know, aware. And I felt a deep sense of acceptance and belonging and peace. And it was really at that moment that it was where, you know, a seed was planted that I just really wanted to bring this to the world in a much more accessible way. That's what it was like. It was just gorgeous. I actually got introduced to sort of my next lifetime in in the world of consciousness and plant medicine when I started working with Evolver. Yes. Um, Evolver came to me through the Alchemist Kitchen, which is where you were president. Yeah, I was definitely part of the team that launched Alchemist Kitchen. Um, so when I joined, there was no Alchemist Kitchen yet. We were trying to figure out a business model. We had um, just started doing retail, not kind of right before I joined. And, you know, Evolver was going through... Um, a lot of transformation, a trans transformation itself. One of the big things, you know, in, in terms of consciousness, and it was always there was all there was at that point there was Reality Sandwich Magazine as well. There was Evolver Learning, which had a lot of wonderful online classes. But what we found was that a really tangible way to touch people is, you know, and like, and how do we sustain ourselves, right? Because that was a big, you know, that was a big question. Um, I think with, with a lot of um, conscious communities, like what's the business model. And it just made a lot of sense that herbal, you know, herbs and plants and herbal remedies, botanical products just made a lot of sense. And, you know, Lou at the time was already, had already started that process. And eventually it's kind of in that through line, we wanted to create a container that was you know, even more, it, it, that was sort of a little bit separate from Evolver because it's a, it's a slightly different you know, have a new brand essentially that can really encompass, encompass this direction. And that's how Alchemist Kitchen was born. And, and also we found an amazing space down um, in Bowery. Everything came together and there we go. Yeah, it is an amazing space. So working with various brands that offered plant medicine remedies, we'll keep it simple, at the Alchemist Kitchen, where did the seed start to plant that I want I want, I I want a brand that does, I want to do this. Yeah. How did you get 
to this place with Ka? It was really through my own personal journey. I mean, it was wonderful being a part of Alchemist Kitchen and Revolver because I, you know, I obviously met some amazing thought leaders. We worked with extraordinary herbalists. Um, it was incredible. It was a credible atmosphere um, of coming together and, you know, being in a space that you could just be who you were. And there was just a great deal of acceptance there. And it was, it was lovely. And, but I think for me, I had always wanted to bring the heart piece forward. And I had felt at that time, there's a lot of talk about consciousness, spirituality, a lot of body, right? Because we're always, you know, we kind of, a lot of people are made aware that they need to shift their way of being when they get sick, right? So it's it's our bodies that go, oh, wait a minute. And then people are often forced to because they they literally have to to manage that, whatever the the situation is with their health. And that often is a is a starting point and a trigger for them to go into a deeper dive into what 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 it is to to be alive, right? And what what life means to them. Um for me, I just felt that there was, and, and it's great all this was happening, but there was a piece that was missing and, or not emphasized enough. And it really was for me, the heart. We are very good in our heads. We're intellectually amazing human beings, right? Are um, We have, off, we often, you know, forget the, he the heart mind connection and that building this muscle, building the heart intelligence that is needed for us to be in the world in a more balanced way with more empathy, with more compassion, with more love, but not just talking about it like, oh, it's some, oh, how nice. And, you know, we think about it during certain holidays of the year, but actually understanding what that means on a day-to-day -day basis and finding that support. And Kana for me was such a, an amazing plant because it brings you into consciousness through the heart right? Not in a woo-woo way at all, but into a very real felt way so that you are present. You're not constantly in your mind, nor are you so disassociated because you are having a spiritual journey somewhere out of body. And mm -hmm. so this is, this is a, this to me, I thought that is where the rubber meets the road. It's like, it's the integration piece, right? It's, it's where we can have all those amazing experiences in life, but how do we really bring it to the everyday, to all of our relationships, to our all of our interactions. So um, for me, if I had to pick a plant, it would have, it would be Kana that could really be helpful. And again, I was like, all right, how do I bring this to more people in a in an accessible way? And I really wanted to, I think I was also inspired by all the amazing herbalists that had their own brands that we were selling at the Alchemist Kitchen. I was like, you know, I I want to create something, you know, that speaks to what I feel is lacking in the world. And I just needed to do that. It was a calling, plain and simple. And since then, I mean, that would have been nearly a decade ago or a little over a decade ago when you had your first kind of experience. And then, so, and I know that this is a plant that is um, indigenous to Africa. So tell us about the, the due diligence and market research and finding your source and yeah, that, that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I did a lot of personal healing work with Kana first. And then about five years ago is when I um, met up with, you know, our chief scientist, uh, Dr. Alex Ott, who's amazing. We started to really look into the science, what it does in terms of helping regulate our nervous system, not being addictive, um, not having any tolerance buildup. It's, it's adaptogenic, no, um, no toxicity um, to our bodies 
that alone is amazing for a plant that is psychoactive. But because it's adaptogenic, you can actually, and we that's why we created a daily supplement, because we're like, actually, this is something that can really support people. And on top of that, it's also, you know, a euphoriant, it lifts mood, it's a natural anxiolytic, um, so it reduces stress and anxiety. It is a intimacy enhancer um, because of its heart opening ability. So it's great for that. And it's great for um, helping improve, you know, endurance and um, physical endurance, I mean. So that was about five years ago that we started doing that. And I think in the course of of that, we started created, creating some prototypes and testing it, of course. And, you know, it did, it took us until a year and a half ago when we actually launched. And even when we were launching, we we're still testing because this is like the first product out there. And, you know, um, I had been wanting very much to be more connected to organizations in South Africa because uh, when we only source, by the way, Arcana from um, suppliers who do direct profiture with the Koi Koi and the San. And the Koi and the San are the traditional stewards of Kana in South Africa. They've been that. And these, these are these are tribes that have been, um, I would say, one of the earliest human civilizations in the world. So the relationship with Kana and the San and the Koi Koi go way, way back. Um, and what I discovered was how actually it was really difficult to find anyone um, at this point who still is connected with this medicine. And it was really sad. And so the, all of the research that, you know, was coming from, um, you know, European visitors, you know, the first time the Europeans discovered it that was documented was back in the 1600s. So, you know, you can read the colonial history of how this medicine was discovered and used. And there, there are definitely some scholarly articles that talk about, you know, how traditionally the Koi and the San have have used it, but I have, you know, I was very surprised and also found it also also an inspiring challenge because that's also leading to why I'm actually going to South Africa in February of this year. So because we we want to find and we want to reconnect that again. We when we really want to share this information back with the people who have been stewarding it. And you know, I don't have to go into the history of why they've become disjoint, you know, kind of lost the traditions. Um a lot, of course, is because of colonialism, but it, it's you know it's it was very sad for me to 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 realize that that was that was the case, and I'm sure there are still some elders somewhere who definitely know this medicine, but most people you talk to, or most on and Koi, they don't really know it anymore. I hope that answers your question. It does absolutely answer my question. I am curious if you sense that there's an openness for that reconnection. Is it? just the right time for that reconnection? Yes. You know, we connected with certain San organizations um, and we're going to actually go visit them. We had um, we had another colleague who went ahead of us. I think that there's definitely an eagerness. I think there is um, a desire to reclaim their old stories back. I think that's super important. That's empowering. And yeah, I mean, I, I there, there's more I'm sure I can say after I visit and actually spend three weeks there and, and I can come back and, and share more. But um, there's definitely a desire. And um, but there's also I want to say that there's also, I would say, a keen awareness on their part to speak with people who have the right intent and not are just there to, again, exploit or 
I don't know, just pay mouth service and that's it. And just kind of have a, a sort of that indigenous greenwashing, so mm -hmm. to speak, on whatever it is that the companies are trying to do. So we are very much cognizant of that. And we we have we have always approached um Kana, the medicine itself, the plant itself with that respect. And we want to of course do the same for the traditional stewards um and the indigenous people of Southern Africa to do the same, to 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 be the same way. And there is a lot to learn. Um, and I cannot wait to to share, you know, more of that wisdom and whatever it is that they are willing to share with us. It's very rare to talk to a founder, CEO, who is inspired to lead with heart, who is actually leading, truly leading with heart and thinking about all of your partners in a very humanitarian way. I completely agree. And and also, you know, what often happens is there's this in, there's this beautiful intention and then when it comes down to it it's actually pretty complicated so <laughs> you know yeah. you can have all the intention of doing good and then when it comes down to it in order to not do harm while you think you're doing good it actually requires a lot of inquiry asking questions humility learning um you know that's again that's why i'm going to south africa i i don't know i i I kind of know my itinerary, but I'm letting literally what needs to show up to show up. I'm letting the medicine guide the way because um, this company, myself, our intention is to bring that wisdom to share it in the highest, most integrous way that's possible. And also to give back and to find the appropriate ways of giving back that actually gets the people who need it the most in the right way. And, and that is a whole other business. Like literally, that is a whole other thing that I've I've realized that that comes up and and you know it's it's a it's an interesting aspect um, that I think a lot of companies who are trying to or brands who are trying to do this for real, I'm sure they run across this come across this all the time. Right, because there isn't one right answer. Because something that has little impact on one group of people may have you know, a significant contradictory <laughs> impact on another group of people. And you're yes. like, oh, and you have to weigh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do the right thing because it turns out it's very difficult to do the right thing. <laughs> it is. And and at the same time, we, we got to try, right? We, we got to. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's demanding of us. And I, but it's, it's the rewards are huge because you, you know, what perspectives that end up getting shifted um, horizons that are broadened, minds that are that are opened because of that, and connections that are made, and relationships that are, you know, beautiful that get created in the process is is life. That you know, the process then becomes the medicine too. For me personally, you know, just being having launched this company, and I, I feel so blessed. Like I work with amazing people. My team is extraordinary, and just this this process is so is so nurturing. Is is just makes my life have much more meaning, you know, and purpose on top of just simply the subject of what I am trying to do. Right. Right. There's ROI there for you personally, but I oh. think the, the quote, the ROI on making sure that we are helping people open their minds and change consciousness and, you know, work on the side of humanity for good is that's an ROI that. Yes. Yes, that we're really searching for as well. So I told you I was going to ask you about your brand and the rainbows. 
And because it's the full spectrum of aliveness, we wanted to have colors that denoted coming alive, bright colors, full spectrum. So you have the full spectrum rainbow. Um, but in our particular hues, chakras, that's part of it as well, you know, because that is our full spectrum of, of humanity. It's not one particular piece. So definitely in terms of the design and, and the branding um, and the spectrum of colors, that's so much of what we're about. And just bringing into liveness also means um, bringing in not just the joy, you know, people think, oh, joy, that's great. That's awesome. But connecting to our full spectrum of what it means to be human is also acknowledging our sadness, our anger, our frustrations, our, you know, dismay, you know, our, our, our despair, you know, so that is something that we want to be always saying, because otherwise we're just, again, being disassociated from, from our own feelings. And this is not what Ka is about. Ka and Kana is, is more like, hey, sit with, you know, come back into the present, feel all your feels, feel your feelings, allow them to surface, right? So let yourself integrate and process them. And that's how we we thrive. It's not about just putting something in a box, stuffing it away and not looking at it ever again. Even the, the name Ka itself, Ka and then exclamation mark. So Ka is um, ancient Egyptian for life force. So there's that Ka, you know, that energy, that life force, which is what this product brings. And our mission for the for the brand and for the company is to restore full spectrum aliveness for all beings. So there's that that as well. Why the exclamation mark is because it helps connect us to the language of the Khoisan. Um, and they have three different clicks that are in their alphabet, and the click is denoted by an exclamation mark. Thanks, Stephanie, for sharing your vision of how you plan to, with Ka and Kana, help others lead a heart-led life. Listen on as Stephanie tells you exactly how you can find Ka online and learn more about the brand on social media. On our site... Uh, at ohmyka, O-H-M-Y-K-A.com. And our Instagram, um, you can also follow us there and get information is ka.empathogenics. So that's K-A dot E-M-P-A-T-H-O-G-E-N-I-C-S. And you can do that as well. Um, we created a um, discount code. You just have to enter high guide, H-I-G-H-G-U-I. I-D-E, uh, to get a 10% off. Thank you for listening to this episode of The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. And don't forget to visit us at thehigh.guide where you can sign up for our newsletter because we've got lots of juicy information in there you're not going to want to miss.